guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're on, it's because you want to hear the word. You saw the title. You're curious today. Well, we are going to be answering your questions of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, all those good things. We're going to be answering those today at the top of the hour. But until that time, hang out with us. If you're watching the replay, you can go into the description, click the timestamp, fast forward just to hear from Pastor Brian. However, the rest of this half hour is going to be filled with stuff for you that is super fun and you're not going to want to miss it. Right now, it's Family Chat with me and Murky, followed by What's Right Kitchen Fasting Edition. And how can you do both of those things? It's a, it's a quandary. You'll find out today. <laughs> quandary. Quandary. It's such a good word. Followed by confessions. And then what's the price? It's going to be such a good one. And here's a special thing right now. If you're on, if you're on YouTube, congratulations, because apparently there's a glitch on Facebook with restream and stuff. You can't stream on Facebook right now. They're working on it. So if you're on YouTube, Good job. Congratulations. You're on the place you're, to be. You're watching us. <laughs> you take the link and then share it to people that you know so that way they can watch yeah. as well. Because we, we may or may not be able to get up on Facebook. We're looking yeah. at it. Who knows? But thank you so much for being on. If Okay, I need to share this right now. We've told you to like to click the notification thing, Bob, so you'd never miss a thing from us. Do that. <laughs> like, like the page, share the page, get notifications. For those of you who get notifications on YouTube and Facebook, we want to sincerely apologize for all of the notifications you got yesterday. Yeah. Did you like that our audio didn't mess up today? <laughs> yes! We do, and that came because we did all of our tests. <laughs> My dad texted me, and he's like, Honey, what's right? It says test. <laughs> yeah, it, we're not going to do it anymore. We fixed it. It's good. <laughs> so you won't be getting any more of those like bars and things. It's going to be so good. Johnny says very, very much. much. <laughs> there were a lot of them. Um, George says hola. Pastor Nicole says good morning for me and Luke. Joni says morning. Johnny says hello. Lisa's, Lisa beat Johnny. Lisa Lamb. You beat Johnny Shane Oh, today. my gosh. Congratulations, Golf that's a clap. big deal. Good job, well Whoa. done. Comment tells who you are, where you are watching from, and make sure that you're commenting on our questions because the person who helps us hit 100 comments the fastest gets a gift card on us just because we like it extra special. So, question number one of the day, let's put it up. What's a great book you've read recently? The Triumphant Church. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Such an interesting book. By, it's by Kenneth Hagin. It's mm -hmm. so, like, it's full of stories, which that's just the easiest reading. The easiest learning is stories instead of just, like, here's, boom, theory. Like, here's stories. I'm going to explain it to you. And it's like parables. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized it's, it's kind of, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so good. Buddy says the Bible. George says the Bible. Buddy says EO beat me because EO, the first one that was the one to say, um, the Bible. Uh, so just like that, you have, you have the people in the comments that did not like your comment enough. They're like, nope, the Bible's better. Um, no, the Triumphant Church has been really good. Mm. Obviously, the Bible. I'm doing, um, pastor's been talking about it, but I'm doing the reading through the Bible in 90 days, too. So, mm. you know, the book of Leviticus is pretty good. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm in numbers right now. So, I mean, numbers, numbers is doing well. Um, You're like a day behind. I am. Well, I started a day behind you guys. 
Oh. I started last Sunday. I am, um, I'm catching up because I was a day behind this morning. I'm like, <laughs> I, I need to super read. <laughs> the reason I know is because yesterday we just went into Deuteronomy on the Bible reading mm -hmm. plan of be, read the Bible in 90 days. Oh, Joni says, how to be led by the Spirit by Kenneth Hagin, and I agree with Marky. All of his little stories made it easy, an easy read. Mm -hmm. Yes. I am currently reading uh, Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr.'s um, fasting book, like the complete guide to spiritual fasting that we, if you sewed last week, you're going to be getting your copies soon. Oh. They should be at the house or, you know, arriving to us any day now, and then we'll get them out to you. But I've been reading through that, and that is a super good read. And then I'm trying to think. I haven't. I typically don't just read one at a time. Like, I'll read two or three at a time. Really? So I'm fasting the triumphant church. I'm not fasting the triumphant church. I'm reading the fasting book, <laughs> comma, the triumphant church, comma. And then there's one by, uh, I don't remember, that I, I'm about to start. I think it's by Lester Summerall, but I don't remember what it is. Mm. So I, I typically have a stream going. But Marky just gave me my Christmas present, which is lots of books, and I'm very excited about yeah. them. Um, Natalie says the triumphant church and the Bible. Abby says Leviticus is definitely a winner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rachel says, and Nancy Drew. Those are good. <laughs> okay, question number two. Dum, bum, bum, ba, dum. I, I like that you guys are readers. Uh, that makes me yeah. happy. Yeah, I used to read Nancy Drew. <laughs> Cake or pie? I forgot we were fasting when I put these in, so what, 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 what pleases you? Pie. Whoa, right out the gate. Yes, pie, <laughs> except for birthdays. I have a cousin who won't have cake on his birthday, his pie on his birthday. Is his name Paul? Um, no, it's Paul's son. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's son. That's because he has to be unique, so he has pie for his birthday. I, I couldn't do that. On my birthday, I need to have cake. But other than that, pie. Johnny says pie. Buddy, cake, 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 cake. Uh, Rachel says cake. George says pie. Abby says pie. Natalie says pie. Whoa. There's a lot cake, more cake, pie cake, than cake, I thought. Cake, 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 cake. Uh, Becca says pie. There's a lot what more pie. What kind of pie? So <laughs> here's, here's my thing. Like, I do like pie, but I really like frosting. <laughs> like, oh. I could care less about the cake part itself, but I want the frosting. What kind of frosting? I, chocolate frosting, really. Chocolate. Oh, that's interesting. Like nice milk chocolatey frosting. Oh. Pastor and Cole makes really good chocolate frosting too. Like Julie, look, Julie Buck makes this chocolate frosting that if you freeze it, like you, it basically is like a fudgesicle. Like if you put that thing in the freezer and eat it, it's like a fudgesicle. I it's wonder awesome. if Julie will take any um, like Requests? Like, yes. Yep. Like if, if if I can pay her to make me something and then yes. I'll be like, hey, this is from me. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Johnny said, would an apple pie cake or be pie or cake? Uh, it doesn't sound like apple, anything I would ever eat. Apple pie cake. No. Um, George it, says brownies are better than cake or pie. Apple pie cake sounds like a cobbler. It does. It does. does it like cobbler? I could, yeah. Abby says key lime pie. Um, Becca says pecan, pumpkin, sweet potato, blueberry, apple. There's so many good pies. Rachel says chocolate buttercream or cream cheese frosting. Mm. Chocolate buttercream. Yes, ma'am. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's really? delicious. So, but my favorite pie is strawberry rhubarb pie. Mm-hmm. 
Johnny, one year for my birthday, made me a strawberry rhubarb pie, and it was one of the happiest moments I've had. Like, he he went and looked, scoured grocery stores oh in North gosh. Carolina to find rhubarb, because you can't really find it. Yeah. So he, he went to, I think, like over five different grocery stores wow. to find rhubarb. Traveled to Charlotte to find it. Oh my goodness. Johnny, Johnny and Holly are our people. Wow. Abby says strawberry rhubarb. That's, that's my girl. <laughs> um, Johnny says he made apple pie and pumpkin pie cupcakes. Those are interesting. I didn't get to eat those. Are those the things that you made for Christmas or when we had stuff here? I didn't get to eat any of those. Um, but really, quite frankly, the best option is cheesecake. So cheesecake beats pie and cake. Boom. Mm, I gotta be I said it. for that. That's like, eh. Look. If you, uh, we're not endorsed by anybody. I'm just letting you know where you can get good food. If you live locally, go to 73rd in Maine and buy their cheesecake. George and I took Serena and Buddy there when they first moved. I think we took them for Buddy's birthday, right? Yeah, yeah, we took them for Buddy's birthday. And I had told Serena about this cheesecake because Serena likes cheesecake. And like oh. I hyped it up and, because it's worth the hype. It was, they give you a full pound of it. Like oh, a full pound of cheesecake, gosh. but it's delicious. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Rachel, I do not like cheesecake. <laughs> and right above it, her sister Abby, cheesecake wins! <laughs> With exclamation points. <laughs> Good morning, Kevin the Wicked. Good to see you. Hey, Holly, we love you. Well, I did not expect so many pie fans. I did not expect to actually enjoy talking about food right now. <laughs> I got really excited about talking about food. My favorite pie to make, though, is peach pie. I can make a really good peach pie. Like, not patting myself, but like, I've, I've been told I make a good peach pie. I'm ready to go into the fasting, session, <laughs> the fasting segment and get out of the food. I enjoyed it, and now I'm like, about now to, we're done. my stomach is about to start growling. Well, guys, with that, we're about to go over to What's Right Kitchen. Abigail, Marky, and Buddy are going to show us a super yes. interesting broth yes. concoction. Something that was. Previously gross, it's actually turning amazing. It's, it's healthy, true. it's good for fasting. It's true. We're gonna hand it over to them right now. Find out a broth that you can make for fasting that will please you. Find yeah. out right now.
you for your patience during that transition. We had some technical things we had to work out, but good news, it's all fixed. We're all good, we're here. You can now learn how to make fasting easy and taste good if you are doing a fast that is not just water, if you're able to have some liquids, like some soup or whatever like we are doing. So you know how bone broth is apparently like really healthy? For some reason, it sounds sketchy to me, but it's apparently really healthy, but it tastes, one time I had it and I like wanted to cry, it was so bad, it was so <laughs> gross. So like I added salt to it and then I added too much salt and then I wanted to cry again because there was too much salt and it was just a bad situation. Well, Barrett has come to our rescue and has given us a recipe for bone broth soup that is actually really good. I'm so excited. So she, yes. she, has, she has shared this blessing with us, and now we would like to share this blessing with you. You can be healthy, and it still tastes good. Are you excited for this? Sure. You liked last week's soup, and that was interesting. This <laughs> one's going to be better. Sounded. This one is better. This one is completely um, normal. So can you introduce what these ingredients are? Because you've actually made this. I think yes. you helped your mom make this. Yep. Yep. So we have our just normal bone broth. And our chicken bone broth. I mean, you can do beef if you'd like. Made from chicken bones. Yeah, I got chicken. Yeah. I thought Just that kidding. sounded less gross than beef. Yeah, I yeah. think chicken is supposed to beef, be better than beef. Beef broth is better in my opinion. Really? Oh, chicken broth is probably healthier, but beef broth tastes better. Really? really? Okay, yeah. real quick. Have you guys ever had bone broth soup? I want you to comment just yes or no. Have you had bone broth soup, yes or no? And if you had, feel free to comment if you prefer beef or chicken, because I'm not sure. Yeah, we heard that chicken was supposed to be better, so that's what we got. I got and then we have mm. our very own Texas peat, which <laughs> will be interesting. Do you know what he said? I thought that was orange juice. <laughs> yeah, we're making yep, that pour that in the morning. It's <laughs> Texas peat. Chicken juice. <laughs> and then we just have some normal garlic salt. Nice. Yes. So those are our only ingredients. So you, I feel like most everyone should have Texas peat and garlic salt at their house. If you're in the south. I don't know if yeah. you can get that up north. I mean, if you want to use Tabasco Any? sauce. You can? Really? Oh, okay, awesome. Oh, you really? can get it anywhere, apparently. Yay! <laughs> so go ahead and pour in. One of y'all can go ahead and Buddy, pour in our I'll let you. bone broth. Pour in the orange juice. <laughs> How much? Um, all of it. All, of, all it. of it. Well, I mean, it depends on who you're making it for. <laughs> can you guys so, hear that? And we're making it for us three, so we're pouring For all everyone. Of it. <laughs> it doesn't. Look at that. I don't. It looks like apple good. cider. For those good. of you who don't know, bone broth and chicken bone broth and just regular chicken broth are completely different <laughs> they things. They are very different. Yeah. You okay. need to know that. Very different. I, am, I, just, I had to say. I'm ready for this Texas Pete to go in and change the smell because it oh, needs it. Okay, let's do it. so put in as much Texas Pete as you would like, as you can handle. Yeah. Um, as you can handle because that's yeah. something strong. Okay. All right. That's enough nice. for all three of us. And then whisk it. And then garlic. And then do you want to put that in? Salt. Sure. So, so we heat this up, correct? Yes. So no, we're going to mix all the ingredients up, then we're going to heat it, and then put it in little cups, and then we'll try it. So, there you go. Yeah, Whoa, that. that's good. So you can put, you can put the garlic ah. salt and Texas peat to your tasting. If garlic you like salt. spicier, um, then put more Texas peat in there. But I would taste it before you just decide, you know, that's not enough and keep adding it. Yeah. Because right it's all got I a burning sensation. Is garlic salt. That's a good thing. <laughs> you smell and taste the garlic salt, the chicken. not the bone stuff. Okay, so, buddy, 
Will you take this to our oven and heat it up? Sure. Or to our stove? Thanks, buddy. Oh, all right, he's heating it up on the stove top. I think it's already oh. hot. Oh, look. Dang. look at that. I didn't know you could put hot liquids in plastic cups. Apparently. It's the magic. I, yeah, we have a special. A special. Thing. Okay, I'm rhyme ready. All right, if you want to throw up the picture, not throw up, that's probably not words I want to use with this. If you would like to place the picture of our bone broth, there we go. So the seasonings quickly go to the bottom. Yeah. So we're so going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to kind of mix this around. Okay. All right, and then just go for it. Okay, I'm excited to see if Buddy likes it. Okay. Ooh, the smell. I'm scared. Why am I scared? That's salty. I'm a man. I'm Ooh. not scared. I'm not, no fear lives in here. <laughs> it's salty and spicy. It is, I think. It's also, whatever we warmed it up in. Did not hold did it. Not, did not keep it warm. <laughs> it's so well, well, guys. I need to take that bit, take that clip right <laughs> there of him. I need to get that. the Parmesan milk. <laughs> you like the Parmesan I like that soup better. better? Really? Like that better. <laughs> what are you tasting? What did you taste? Um, I can't tell you what I tasted. Because <laughs> the only explanation that I can come up with what I just tasted is should not be spoken out loud. Was it really <laughs> salty or was it really spicy? It was really acidic. Really acidic. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I I think we might Very have put a acidic. little bit too much Texas peat in there. Oh. I think is the problem. I pr this, really, this really is good if you make it right. It really yeah. is You have good. to do it however much you can handle, or else yeah. it's we not should have, good. We should have had Barrett make it. Yeah. She's the expert, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I burned my throat doing it. Oh, no, yeah. Barrett said she burned her throat doing it. Well, so It just depends on how heavy-handed you are. Yeah. If, if we... I've been making a tomato soup uh -huh. that I've been like loading with things. Yeah, it's been really good. Oh. Serena, Serena can't eat it because it's too spicy. <laughs> Maybe oh. we'll do that next week. Maybe that we can would do that be next week. awesome. Do you guys want to? You want the recipe for Buddy's tomato soup? Special tomato soup? Yes? No? <laughs> what? Are you okay? I just, <laughs> I just almost fell. This in. was such an interesting oh, time. Oh my goodness! Kevin said you're not selling me on this. We're not trying to sell you on this. Don't try this. In my it, opinion. It was it was it was good. It is good. Hot. It is good. I, Hot. It's good. Yeah, yeah I'm but sure. it's good. It warms. Your it probably soul. is a completely different thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing this moment with us. I very much enjoyed this. I very much enjoyed Buddy's reaction of him, like whatever that was. Also, just falling, just things like that. It's just a great time, always with Such What's a great Right time. Kitchen. Thank you for being on this with us. We are headed now to our daily confessions. It's going to be awesome. So stick around.
Okay, guys, now it is confession time. And you know what that time means. Confessions is when we speak the word of God over our lives. Because the word works when we work the word. As we choose to put our faith, our hope in the word of God, God is then able to flow through that word. You know, God's word is for his people. Put that in the comments. God's word works for me because I work the word. God's word is for you. That's why he gave it. His word, he has exalted his word above his name. So when we speak the word of God over our lives, we have full assurance that that word is coming to pass. So let's put up today's confession. Join your faith with mine. Say this out loud with me and let's speak this over our lives. Confession number five. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. Now, I'm going to hand this over to the what's the price people here in a second. But here's what I want you to realize about that confession. I want you to make that confession yours personally. That's a commitment that you are making between yourself and the Lord. That's who you are. You do walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. You do win souls. You do hate sin. You do love righteousness. And even when your flesh may or may not feel that way, you speak those things. Commit your works that your thoughts may be established. The word works, and it's working for you today. And we're going to hop over to Buddy for what's the price and I'm going up against a right. Pray. It's going to be great. What's the price, my favorite segment of the day? Because I spent some time Googling on the old interwebs. On the old interweb. Mm -hmm. Today, <laughs> looking for things that you can get and purchase online. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting these items up on the screen. Uh, and we're going to be guessing how much we think these items cost. I love this segment so much. I really Sorry. do. I don't... I, I like this segment. You know, I love it's my not wife. A it's not a person. Yes. I like. I love my wife. I like this segment very much. So. All right. So. Okay. I feel like you just broke up with it. Like I like you as a person. I don't love you that way though. <laughs> That's pretty much. I like this segment. I don't love it. All right. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put the items on the screen. One of our contestants is gonna guess how much they think the item costs. The other one's gonna guess whether they think it's higher or lower, and we want you to participate in the comments as well. Yes. Put in the comments how much you think these items w are worth, and you know what? Let's just jump right in. Yeah. Jump right in. Our first item that I found on the internet today is a bubble wrap calendar where you pop the day. 
Pastor owns this. Yeah. Pastor owns this. What? Yeah, he had one of these. Deb bought it for him for Christmas yep. back in like 2014, 13? Yeah, one of those. like 14. That doesn't yeah. surprise me, but yeah. you know, prices might have shifted since 2014. <laughs> I don't remember. Inflation and all. Yeah. Know. So. Inflating the bubbles. All right, so I'm going to have Abby guess the price first. <laughs> guys, also put in the comments, what, how much do you think the bubble wrap calendar costs? Help me, guys. You can get it on Amazon today. Amazon. Anyway. Okay, that helps. Natalie says, awesome, I would like one of these. Mm -hmm. That's Pastor cool. used to save up the bubbles so he could pop a whole bunch at one time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You can't just pop one. Mm-mm. Sprinkles. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be like $20. 20. No one's guess. No one's helping me out. Come on, guys. So, whoa, yeah. I got a very different answer. That was a low then. ball. <laughs> uh, 895 is what Mr. Kevin Buck says. I'm still sticking with my twenty dollars. That's what Miss right. Natalie says. Yep. All right, twenty dollars. Do you think yep. it's higher or higher? Higher. Okay, higher. Finish my statement. Nope. That's fine. <laughs> I feel confident. How much is the bubble wrap calendar? It is twenty-four ninety-nine. Wow. You were within five dollars though. It's true. Abby gets a point, Abby so we're gets tied. A point, so it's tied one to one. Mm -hmm. Kevin Wiki said one hundred and fifty-four dollars. No. No. Okay. <laughs> I will make you a, a bubble wrap calendar off. if you give me one hundred and fifty-four dollars. <laughs> <Seriously. laughs> All right, let's jump into our next item for today. We have llama <gasps> pepper spray. Did you ever want a cute little llama on your keychain that's yes. also deadly for the eyes? Yes. You can get, <laughs> I just heard no. <laughs> you, there's a llama framed pepper spray that you just like pull a little lever in the back, his mouth opens up, and he sprays you with pepper spray. Imagine that being the last thing you see. <laughs> <laughs> I... I feel as though you have really learned our target audience with these with these uh -huh. things right now. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm going to guess. So okay, when we bought my pepper spray, it was like seventeen dollars. Is this like any sort of official pepper spray? Yeah, because it's officially police regulated. I don't think it is. Okay, so then I'm going to guess fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. I'm going to guess higher higher than because 15. yep i think people who are connoisseurs of llamas um <laughs> have a high price range are you a llama connoisseur <laughs> you do you want to protect yourself from bad people how much is this llama pepper it's probably spray? higher yes. 29 99 ah. you were Ooh. within five dollars no i wasn't i said 15. <laughs> oh you said 15. <laughs> Where I, did, like I would have <laughs> taken it, but integrity was like, no, no, no. I don't want to win out of, For some out reason, of cheapness. My brain, my brain remembered twenty-five. Never mind. It's where I was going. Like, yeah. my yeah. mind was like, twin. No, we're gonna go lower. Miss Marilyn, cool. you basically got it. She yes, she basically did. did. Well done, Miss Marilyn. Good Nicely job. done. It is two to one. Abby's winning. Let's jump into our next item. I feel um, like that's the product I want to buy our people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you ever wanted your fire to smell like chicken? Yes. Get the KFC fire log. You not actually really, fried chicken. You've it's really outdone fired. yourself today. Like, well, I feel like people will buy this stuff. Seriously. Oh. Uh, you know, said so we need to have a KFC edition with all this stuff, because last week we had the KFC yes. gaming console. Um, but yeah, it's a KFC uh, starter log that you can put in your fire yep. that actually legit smells like chicken, fried chicken. I want this. I understand. <laughs> this is amazing. Well, you can get it. It's on Amazon as well. Uh, okay. I'm going to guess $15 because it's just one log. I mean, it's a great log, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's just one. one. Yeah. So, yeah. 
All right, $15 is the guess. Natalie guessed the same. Yep. Do you think it's higher or lower? I'm going to say higher, but not by much. Okay, higher, but not by much. That's, okay. yes. All right, how much is the KFC log thing? Oh, it is 12.07. I need to start listening to Where the Holy Spirit. Where did the seven cents come from? Somewhere, it was on sale. <laughs> oh. I legit, like, as, as I said higher, I had in my brain 12. Holy Spirit's trying wow. to help me, I, and I just, I just need to stop lodging. I need to get out of my head. You can yeah. go and learn about that on Monday. <laughs> jo Joni said we need a Crocs edition. Uh, she actually sent me a picture not too yep. long ago. She found Croc heels. Um, yes. And so I, I told her we're probably going to do one sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you know, Valentine's Day is one month away. Yes. Yes. Here's something that you can get for your loved one. Men, you can get this for your wife. A, Every woman uh, wants a heart-shaped waffle maker. Nope. Isn't that well. what every every woman wants for? This is get your get your girl the thing she really wants this Valentine's Waffles. Day. Waffles. Get a heart-shaped waffle maker. If you're All Leslie, right. nope. This is the gift for you. <laughs> but I feel like right. it looks like a four-leaf clover. It Agreed. does, but yes. they separate into little hearts. Oh, oh I'm That's guessing the price cute. on this one. Yeah, you're guessing yeah. the price on this one. Um, who makes it? Someone. Someone. Where are we buying it from? Amazon. Okay. Um, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Johnny. Johnny is. Johnny's the baker person. Forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine ninety nine. Do you think it's higher or lower? I feel pretty confident it's lower than that. Pretty confident. Pretty confident. Pretty confident. Pretty All right. Confident. How much is the heart shaped? Waffle thingy. What? $69.95. I thought you had that one too. I'm like, yeah, I feel confident it's lower too. But man, I went with Johnny. Johnny, thanks for not steering me wrong. Well done, what? Johnny. Well done. What just happened? Who's I, spending $70 on a waffle maker? Some waffle maker Pastor connoisseurs, apparently. It's hard shaped waffles, guys. Come Pastor on. In, in the back. Romantic. Like me. I, I am. We so, have I mean, like three or four. It's what, three to two now? Yes. All right, okay. Barry, you can tie it with this one. Whoa, whoa. Right here. here whoa. we go. All right, get your guy the thing every, every guy wants this Valentine's Day. Our final item is a robotic piloted suit. Sure. You actually get inside the suit and you can pilot this giant mechanic. So you become suit. Iron Man? It's like Iron Man and Pacific But no, I mean, it doesn't have like the, the blasters amazing. or anything. Or what? fly. So it just walks? Or yeah, it walks. <laughs> it's basically like It might be a little bit stronger than you. Yeah. So it's like yes. a metal costume, basically. Like an exoskeleton. But it's big. <laughs> All right. Okay. Put in the comments how much do you think this item costs? Barrett. <sighs> It's, no, it's me. It's, it's me. not on you. It's not on you, Abby. <laughs> I'm so it's happy I'm not guess. guessing. <laughs> We're getting ranges from 1,000 to 10,000. Um, I'm, I think 8,000 is a good guess. 8,000? Yep. 8,000. Uh, mm -hmm. Kevin Buck says, just a rental or do you get to keep it? That changes things. You get things. to keep it. Ah, yes. 8,000. What kind of metal is it made of? Ah, Some kind of Japanese thing. thing. I don't know. Oh, I didn't, that I didn't narrows it all. down. I didn't look at that it. It's made in Japan. Down. I didn't look into all the details. This isn't 20 questions. This is what's the price. This is 20 questions. What's the price? There are factors that weigh into yeah. said price. If it's like I, titanium. Sure. Like, it, is this like on Wish? Plastic? Like, is this if I buy it, it's it, not it's Wish. Luke? It's not That's Luke. different. <laughs> it's a company that makes these. 
Um, Pastor Nicole says, praise God, Luke didn't hear this or he'd be updating his birthday list. Um, Kevin says $45,000, hot dog. So I'm what was your guess? 8,000? 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. <laughs> no time. There's no time for higher, that. Go, higher. Go, higher. All yeah, right. There you well, go. I'm going to tell lower. you every one has been way off. Is it, it like $2? The price is $8,300,000. It is very much so higher. <laughs> I tied it, guys. Like I did it. <laughs> Eight million. There's some information you're not telling us about like. this. <laughs> there is something you left out. There's like blasters or it's a, or it's a don't ro- car. It's or a giant robotic it's be made exoskeleton. Out of like but what makes something? that cool? You po- you're, well, that's it's basically cool. It's not. Like, uh, like cool. I'm not saying it's not it's cool, cool, but why why are you spending over eight million dollars on this thing? Because you're like inside it. That little like part is where the whole human body is in. It's the whole massive. Human body. It's robotic. Do you become a giant? Kind like, of. Are you a transformer? Yeah. How well, have you ever seen Pacific Rim? <laughs> kind of. It's like yeah. that, but you lo- smaller. Kind of. I've or like, seen it first time or like uh, Power Rangers when they morph into the big thing. Maybe that, but like on a minor scale. Could Super I crush a car scale. with it? Uh, you can probably dent one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us for What's the Price? Now we're going to be transferring, transitioning. transferring. We're going to be moving on into What's <laughs> the Word with Pastor. Today we're going to be talking about how to build a full and stable life. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you just in, se- in just a second for What's the Word. to What's the Word? Glory to God. And uh, we're going to talk about how to build a full life. Over the next couple of days, I want to give you a lot of things that will help you go from where you have been to better. And God wants that to happen. He is so interested in your life being blessed. And not only that, but here's one of the reasons why he's interested in you having a full life filled with this goodness is your life is a testimony. Put that in the comments right now, please. Your life is a testimony. Put it, make it personal. My life is a testimony. My life is a testimony, and it is. So we're talking about building a full life, and one of the things that we looked at in building a full life is Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 and 4. As you're looking that up, if you haven't shared the broadcast yet, share the broadcast, like, subscribe, hit that little bell, and uh, move it over just a little bit more, please, and a little bit more, and there you go. And so when you hit that uh, notification button, you will be notified. Also, we'd like to ask you to do this. Uh, Go to whatsright.com and sign up to stay in the loop. Uh, With all the technology stuff that's been going on, at least that way we know that we can get in touch with you and uh, let you know what's going on. And so what we looked at yesterday was Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. Let me read it to you. 
It says, Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4, By wisdom a house is built, by understanding it is established, and by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. The rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Glory to God. And in other words, why? Now, let me just ask you this question. And this is a good question for you to ask. Why would the Lord give you this verse? Why would he tell us this verse? Why, why would he put this in here? Doesn't him putting this verse in the book of wisdom, in the book of Proverbs, show that his heart truly is that your life would be built by him. It would be established and stable and not fall down from any, any storm and that it would be filled. Your life would be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Isn't that what God is saying by including this verse? This is a huge, in other words, what does it also back up? You know, let it be established of, by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Well, I could give you almost a hundred on this, on the prosperity of God. And if you look at uh, 1 John chapter 3, or excuse me, 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Beloved, you know, my beloved, my family, I pray in all respects that you prosper and be in, and be in health even as your soul prospers. He tells us that he gives us the power to get wealth, to establish his covenant. God is interested in your uh, blessing. God is interested in you being filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And so what we're talking about today is how to build a full and stable life. And I believe we'll be in it today and tomorrow. I think that you'll really enjoy it. Yesterday we really looked at the difference between wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. What is wisdom? Today we're talking about how to utilize that wisdom, understanding, and knowledge and let the Lord build the house. All right? Now, let me share with you a couple of things. So what we see in this verse in Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4, is that wisdom will build the house, understanding will establish the house or make it stable and strong, and knowledge is filled, uh, will fill it with all precious and pleasant riches. I love those descriptive terms about what God will do. God wants to build our house. He wants to fill it. He wants to overflow our lives and for us to be the witness that He's called us to be. But here's one of the things that I want you to see. Because the Lord said this, once he established his word on it, is your life ever, is your life ever going to be built, established, and filled outside of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge? And the answer is no, because the Lord put his word on it. In other words, you can't have a full and stable life without the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of God. It will not be a full life in truth. And so a lot of times, uh, and, and just put that in the comments, I can't have a full and stable life without God's wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. I can't have a full and stable life without God's wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. So what you see here is that uh, we must, in order to go after this, which as Christians now, because the Lord said it, we have a responsibility to grab a hold of it by faith. If we don't put faith 
on these verses, then we are falling down in our job. We're not doing our work to actually, God says, hey, I've laid something on the table, and anything he's laid on the table, our responsibility is to grab a hold of it, and our responsibility is to take it for ourselves. And so we must, we must understand that our work is faith. This is the work that you believe in him that the Father sent. Our work is faith. Please put that in the comments. Our work is faith. Um, and let me just make a note, guys, I'm not seeing any comments coming through, uh, which is really odd. So if something's not functioning and flowing, just let me know. Okay. Thank you. So put that in the comments. Our work is faith. Our work is faith. Now, in other words, we're not going to have a house that's built, established. There we go. I see it. Uh, the comments just came through. Congratulations, Joni. You just got our 100th comment of the day. You can go to whatsright.com slash gift, and you can claim that gift card for being the 100th comment. Congratulations. That's awesome. And uh, that's all right. Uh, Kevin Nowicki said, I'm driving. Sorry, I can't text. No, that's fine. Don't text and drive. <laughs> Amen. And uh, so uh, without wisdom and understanding and knowledge, we're not going to have a house that's full and filled. And we have to put our faith on it and go after that because the Lord made it available. To whom much is given, much is required. We see from the Bible that we are not to take something that the Lord has given us and bury it. We're not to bury it. So we need to go after that. All right. So just to recap very quickly what we talked about yesterday, what is wisdom, understanding, and knowledge? If we're going to build a house with it, we need to understand what it is. And we're going to look at these in more depth over the next couple of days to know how to build the house. Today specifically, let's build the house. And uh, so wisdom is a skilled craft, applied learning, applied learned knowledge. Wisdom speaks to something that is taught or the teaching. And who is our teacher? Uh, does anybody know who our teacher is? Who's, who's the one that Jesus said will teach us all things, lead us into all truth? That's right, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things. And so we need the Holy Spirit to teach us. In other words, are we going to get what we need to build a full and filled life and stable life? Are we going to get that uh, through schooling, you know, through a worldly school? No. So a lot of people, they're, they're spending all their time and all their money, and they may have some money, they may have some worldly success, but it'll never be a house built full and stable. And you see that many times, many tragedies of people that have, you know, millions of dollars, but their life, they're a mess. They're a complete wreck. Then uh, many of them have committed suicide. And this is here to give you hope. You don't have to live that way. You can actually live a full and stable life. And that's what God wants for you. So uh, wisdom is skilled craft. This is like uh, a schooling, skilled and schooling. You can see uh, just in the beginning of that how, it, how the word is similar, skilled and schooled learning. In other words, as we go and we uh, allow the Holy Spirit to teach us his things, to show us his things, we will get wisdom. Uh, one of the things that we talked about yesterday is wisdom Wisdom is a skilled and uh, a skilled learning that you learn how to take two truths and put them together. Uh, for example, uh, you, 
if you solve the thumbnail for today, I'm in you know a hard hat with a hammer. Uh, if you have a nail and a board and a saw, you can take those individual items, which may be like facts and truth, those individual items, and you can learn how they join together. In other words, wisdom is learning how to put those things together in order to build. And one of the things I want to tell you, though, is just because you can build something, I could go out and try to build something on my own, but I've not gone to school for that. And uh, so you, you, I might can get something standing, but you might not want to stay in it. You might not want to trust and rely on it for uh, your shelter because I'm not skilled at that. You don't want uh, wisdom uh, to not be in the person that's building your life. You want your life built on the wisdom of God. Now, understanding is a mental separation or being able to see the difference between things, a discernment and a revelation. Understanding speaks of this, a supernatural knowing that you shouldn't know based off of what you've been taught. In other words, it's beyond what you've been taught. It's a, it's a wisdom of God, a supernatural wisdom of God that you haven't been taught. It's supernatural revelation. And uh, knowledge is facts or trivia or truth. Facts, trivia, or a truth. And particular, particularly knowledge of God and His Word. Uh, specifically, it's knowledge of God and His Word. All of these, the wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge starts with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of God, not wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of the world. We're not talking about the trivial pursuit game uh, when we talk about knowledge. That's great, and maybe you can win a born game, but you're not going to build a stable life by it. You're not going to build a life that's full of joy, full of peace, full of the goodness of God and the stability of His promises. You're not going to uh, build that uh, on uh, your trivial pursuit knowledge. You're going to build that on knowledge, truth, and uh, the facts about God himself, about his kingdom, and uh, the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of God. Okay, now what I want to do is I want to talk about the building of God and how do you build that house. And I want to show you something first. In Ephesians, and let's put these scriptures up on uh, in the comments, Look at this, in Ephesians 4 and verse 12 it says, for the building up of the body of Christ, for the building up of the body of Christ. Uh, in verse 16, Ephesians 4, 16, it causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Uh, let's see here, in, you see in Psalms 127, 1 and 2, unless the Lord builds the house. They labor in vain who build it. Uh, so you see God wanting to build you in Ephesians. You see God wanting to build you in Psalms 122. There's a lot of verses about this. Uh, you see Luke 14, 28, for which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it. That's God giving us wisdom on how to build. Uh, in Ephesians uh, 2, 19 through 22, in verse 20, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, verse 22, you are also being built together into a dwelling of God. Uh, Acts 20, 32, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. 
And so what are we seeing? I'm just giving you a few verses on being built. What are we seeing from the Lord in these, in these circumstances? We are seeing God say, I want you built. That should, you should see that as a great promise. God wants to build your life. Have you ever felt like you've been building your life all by yourself? Even though you might have been a Christian, even though you might have been uh, somebody that's, you know, actively trying to be in faith, but you felt like it was just you and you just needed help. I got good news for you. God wants to help you. Matter of fact, he wants to do the building for you. We just have to get into his way. And I want to show you some of those ways. So let's go back uh, to Psalms, or excuse me, let's go back to Ephesians 4 and verse 11 through 16. Ephesians 4 Verse 11 through 16 it says this, it says, And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, some as teachers. These are what's known as the ascension gifts. Some as the ascension gifts are because a couple of verses before it says, When Jesus ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. What are these gifts going to do in the context of today? These gifts are going to help you build a strong, stable, and full life. And those gifts that he gave were apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. So those are the gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Those were the gifts. And what are those gifts for? Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints... For the work of service. So who's supposed to be doing the work of service? Well, obviously the gifts do the work of service, but their work of service is to equip the saints. And so he says, I want to equip the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Now, let me just add this in here right, right now. In other words, God just established a way to be built. Let me ask you a question. Can you then be built outside of the ascension gifts? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The answer is no. You cannot have a full and satisfied life if you are trying to build your life outside of the ascension gifts. It's not going to work. You can't build that, that life, that stable life filled with all precious and pleasant riches because God's way of building, you, and so what we're basically we're building a list that you must have of materials before your life and the house of your life can be built. And the first one is that we looked at wisdom, and the Bible says in Proverbs, it says wisdom is the principal thing. Right? Wisdom is the principal thing. So one of the things that, and it tells us about wisdom, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we have to have wisdom to build our life, the number one thing we have to have to build our life is we have to have a fear or an extreme reverence of the Lord. We have to have a fear or an extreme reverence of the Lord in order to build our house properly. The second thing we have to have to build our is wisdom. We have to have the wisdom of God. The third thing that we're looking at that we have to have is we need the input of the gifts, the ascension gifts. If you are not plugged in 
to an ascension gift. If you are not plugged into a pastor, if you don't have the influence of an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher in your life, you will never have uh, the ingredients to put the blueprints together. You'll never have the materials to put those blueprints together. Now you can see how what we needed to do, if you didn't watch yesterday, we needed to establish these pieces of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Now you can see how we're taking that and putting it together. Let me just show you something. Uh, going over what we went over yesterday, I recognize that a number of people, while they're watching that, uh, their flesh would be bored with what we were talking about. I get that. But that's where the extreme reverence of God that you give yourself to has to supersede your flesh's boredom. You have to say, I know that my flesh may be bored with something, but Lord, I'm more hungry for you. I, I esteem what you say in my life more than my flesh's boredom. And now you can see that as you give yourself to that, these pieces can now be combined to build a full and stable life. And so the, the first thing I want you to see is what are the ingredients or the building materials uh, for God to build your life? In order to build your life, you've got to have a fear and extreme reverence of the Lord for the beginning of wisdom because wisdom is what builds the house. Then you need to get that wisdom, get wisdom. And then we need, we see in Ephesians 4, that the building takes place by, through, one of the ways the building takes place is through the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teacher, the ascension gifts. So let's keep reading. Verse 13. To the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. And so what we're doing now is we're describing what a building looks like, what a proper building of God looks like. The saints will be working uh, they have a unity of the faith. They have knowledge of the Son of God, which we're going to come back to that. Um, they are a mature man. They have a measure of the stature of maturity, which belongs to the fullness of Christ. They're walking, talking, and acting like Jesus. This is a house that is worthy of going after. This is a house. He says, as a result, here's more of the house, we are no longer children. We're not, we're not thinking child thoughts. We have the mature thoughts of God. We're not tossed here and there by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. In other words, we're not deceived all the time. We know we're stable in our doctrine by the trickery of men, by the craftiness and deceitful scheming. But... Speaking the truth in love, in other words, uh, when your house is built correctly, you're speaking the truth in love, and we are to grow up. Well, I'm going to show you a major key here in just a minute. Remember that, speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ. Our, our, the proper building of our house builds up the body of Christ so that they are built into every aspect of Jesus. You know what this is called in the Bible? The glorious church. And we are in that time now. That's why the Lord has this coming out. We're in the time of the glorious church. It's time to look like Jesus, act like Jesus, be anointed like Jesus, walk like Him, and empowered by Him in every way. It's time for you 
you to be the hands and the feet, for you to pray over somebody and see them healed and delivered, to lead them to the Lord, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It is time for that church to be what it's called to be, what the earth has been longing for. Glory to God. Verse 16, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. And so what that shows, according to the proper working of each individual part. What that means is God's going to do this. He's going to, he's building us as we yield to him and we get into him and his building process, he will grow for me. He'll grow me as a pastor. He'll grow uh, Ted Shellsworth Jr. as an evangelist. He'll grow uh, apostles. He'll grow prophets. He'll grow teachers. And each one of us, and in the body, even people that aren't ascension gifts, he'll grow somebody that's works of service. He'll grow somebody that's in hospitality. He'll grow, he'll grow people in all these different gifts and everything. And each one one of those will come together and they'll be fitted together by the Holy Ghost by each joint that supplies what it needs. When we, and watch this, each joint supplying. When we do what we're supposed to do and the work that we're supposed to do, the joints will wrap and interlock and you can't break it. They'll, be, they'll attain the unity. But when the joints do not function like they're supposed to and what they were trained to and they won't utilize the talents, then all of a sudden the joints get loose and you can break it apart. It's time for that glorious church where we are built together. And it says this, and all of this causes and, and hear this phrase, the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love, in love. That's the fourth thing you can't have a building without. And really it's the, it's the key thing because God is love. But in our list, you can't go to building outside of love. I see a lot of people trying to build ministries and what they're trying to do is build a legacy. They're trying to build uh, something to pass to their children. They're trying to build a name, fame, fortune. They're trying to do all these things, but what they're not doing is building in love. And you'll never build the building that God wants outside of love. That's why when we've been in ministry, excuse me. That's why when we've been in ministry, uh, there was a period of time. Let me just share this with you. Give you an example of this love. We were building the ministry. The Lord told us uh, to get ready, uh, get our uh, production up to speed to the point where it was TV ready. Uh, it, was, it was TV ready. Well, at that moment, we didn't have anything. But what we ended up doing, we had to start somewhere. So we bought uh, $160 uh, cameras, $260 cameras, HD cameras, and they weren't much. But they were what we had to give at the time, and we were starting. We were giving God what we had in our hand. We had $320 to buy two cameras, and we started. Actually, we bought three cameras. So uh, we had three of those cameras. One of them ended up breaking along the way. That's why I was saying two. And uh, we had three of those cameras, and we, utilize, we still just utilized them a few weeks ago. We still, that's been like eight years ago. But what we did was we started. We started with what we had, and uh, we gave ourselves to that. We weren't anywhere close to being TV ready. We weren't anywhere close. Today we're much closer than we've ever been before. But along the way, we just kept giving that. Well, 
uh, people caught on with the vision. They saw that we need the finances and the provision to bring up this word of the Lord. Now, in this period of time, in the last year, how... Uh, how valuable has it been that we spent years uh, investigating the technology so that now we are actually ahead of the curve of a lot of churches. Not every church, but we're ahead of the curve of a lot of churches because we spent time investigating uh, the technology, being prepared, believing God to be TV production ready. Now, at that time, he didn't tell us to go on TV. He said, just get up to that level. And so we've been spending uh, this time getting up to that level, believing God that he's going to bring it to pass. And today we're doing it better than we've ever done it before, and we have better equipment than what we've ever had before. Now, what I want you to see is this. At one point, people believed in the vision because what did, what did we just talk about? When we're going to grow into a stable, into a stable building full of all the pleasant and precious riches of, of the Lord, it has to be done according to Ephesians uh, chapter 4 and verse 16. It has to be done in love. Well, people believed in the vision and they took, and uh, we actually had, I think we had raised about $4,000 that we had in the bank to buy some equipment that we desperately needed. Uh, to, to take the next step into uh, TV ready, into TV level quality. We needed to buy this equipment. We had about $4,000. The month we got that in the bank, we had it, we were looking at and researching the equipment to buy. The month that we had that, another brother of ours at another ministry in the county had an opportunity to step into TV to step into some broadcasting, but they needed, I think it was $3,000 to finish getting the equipment to reach that opportunity. Well, what does love do? Does love see, well, that's their ministry. They got to fend for, they got to have faith for themselves. Well, I don't know if they're having faith or not, but I know this. I felt the Holy Ghost say, I want you to, I want you to sow every, every bit of that money that they need into them. And so what we did is we literally emptied the bank account and we gave that equipment, we gave that our, basically what would have been our equipment, we gave it away so that they wouldn't miss that opportunity. Now, why am I telling you this? This is a trust of God that says, Lord, I love you. And that's a part, see, that was something we had believed and we had a supply. We were a joint in the body that had a supply and they needed that supply and they needed it now and we had it now. We didn't see them as some other, well, that's another church. No, we're in the same kingdom. We are the same church, you see. We are a part of the greatest church. We're we, I've said it for years, uh, you know, many times I said it every week at Boomerang. We are not the best church out there. We're a, as Boomerang individually is not the best church out there. We are a part of the best church out there. That's the way love looks at it. It doesn't look at it as my own kingdom. That's where many people, they're building their own kingdom. It's not in love. To build the house, you have to have love as that ingredient. Now, I want you to see this, and, and going right along with this, let's look at Luke chapter 12 and verse 18. Luke 12, 18. Are you getting some, something out of this? If you are, put a thumbs up in the comments. Luke 12, 18. 
Now, this is a man who is wrong. He's in covetousness. And what you see is this. He's got a lot of stuff. And then he says, this is what I will do. This is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grains and my goods. In other words, he's building something. But what is he building? What's he building? He's building his own thing. He's not building it by God. He's, not, he's building his own thing. The end of this story is God severely corrects the man, and the man's life is required of him even that night. He thought he had arrived. He thought he had something. Here's the thing. He was outside of love. He was All he was doing was coveting the building of things in this world, but he wasn't coveting God to build it. He was coveting stuff more than God. He was outside of love. And here's what ends up happening. That man dies that night, and everything he thought he had, he had none. Everything he thought he had, uh, he had none. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Kevin, He said, but Boomerang is really awesome. <laughs> Boomerang Church is really awesome. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. And uh, so what you see is this man building outside of love lost everything that he had. This is a common thing, and people don't realize it. We must build in love. I wrote this down. One of the most important parts to be built into God's kind of house, it, excuse me, one of the most important parts is for us to be built into God's kind of house that He wants for us. One of the most important parts is that we let God be the builder. And speaking of that, Psalms 127, verse 1 and 2. One of the most important parts is not that we build the house we think we can. See, I'll, I'll, uh, as we're getting ready to go to Psalms, um, let, me, let me give you this. I've watched many people over the years, like specifically in uh, entertainment, like say musicians, and you'll, they'll see a young kid that has a talent. And around this kid will be a bunch of vultures trying to make a dime off of that kid's talent. And what they'll do, they'll shove that kid, and, and a lot of times the greed and the pride of the parents and eventually the kid will trap themselves in a world they don't want to be a part of. And it will, it will bring a downfall. And so what they'll do, all of these, these vulturous people will see this and they start praising the kid. And eventually, many times, the kid will start to take those praises for themselves instead of giving God the glory, even if they started out as Christian. And they'll think it's them that has, that has brought the anointing on their life, that has brought the blessing on their life, that has given them that skill or talent, not knowing that it's the blessing of God that does it. And so they start trying to build this house, and they'll shove this kid into situations that immediately put pressures, and if I stop doing this, then I'll lose this. I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. And what happens is they build the house of this life, they build the house of this life for this, for this kid, for this individual. And before you know it, it all comes tumbling down. They're not able to sustain the pressure. They're not able to sustain the storm of fame and fortune. They don't know what to do. You know, one of the, one of the you know, I've found one of the hardest things for people to do until they learn how to do it is how to deal with success. Success comes with its own challenges, uh, you know, 
popularity comes with its own challenges. And a lot of people have never been there and they don't know how to deal with it. And I'll tell you, you can't deal with it correctly if God is not your foundation. You can't deal with success properly without God being your foundation. And so all of a sudden they'll have success, what the world calls success, but before you know it, it crumbles down because they were not, they were not allowing God to build the house. They were building the house. And so they, they kept going after it. See, I don't have to build my house. I just have to get in position for God to build my house. I just have to do these things. I have to let God be the builder. And that's the fifth thing is that God, let God be the builder. Let God, don't build it yourself. Let God build. Let God build. Psalms 127, 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Many times, many times, uh, a symptom of you not building correctly and not letting God build correctly is an anxiousness and a toil. Let me say this. It's the opposite of easy and light. When he says, eat the bread of painful labors, it, that word means anxious and toil and anxious toiling. And so what does that mean? Not easy and light. But when God's building the house, it's easy and light. That's just what Jesus said in Matthew 16. It's easy and light. Glory to God. Is it Matthew? No, Matthew 11, excuse me. At the end of Matthew 11, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so what, what I want you to see is, watch this. He says, unless God builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. So watch, any person who builds their own empire, every bit of it is vanity. Every, so why would you go after something that God has not told you to do? And why would you build it in a way that God's not told you to build it like? In other words, many times, and I want you to see this, you know, uh, two different examples. Uh, the worldly singer. They're trying to build an empire, but God, if God's not the one that's building it, they're in vanity. And it, it truly can trap them and it can get them in the place where they miss God completely and don't go to heaven, right? They, in other words, God's never a part of it. But one of the more deceptive traps is where Somebody has a word from the Lord, you're going to do this. You're going to do great and mighty things for the Lord. And so then they turn towards going after great and mighty things, and they go after it with all of their strength without God building it along the way. And they think that they're doing God's work, not realizing that they're not because they've not allowed God to build it. God gave them the, the plan. God showed them the blueprints, but then they build it by their own design. We don't want to be that. We want to keep our ear always open because he's the builder. You know, there's pieces of our life that we couldn't see the end of. You know, I talk about uh, with Nicole, 
when we first started dating, she was so much not a people person. She was so, so scared and fearful of people and, and not skilled in social interacting interactions. And yet today, now she's preaching, standing in front of people. You know, the anointing will come on her and it's a blessing and people will hear her and be blessed by it. And the Lord will use her. But had God shown her that when she was so fearful, she would have probably ran from it because she didn't have the foundation to receive that part of the blueprint yet. But as she said, Lord, I'm yours, the Lord shored up those foundations. The Lord made her strong in, in social ability. The Lord gave her certain talents. And then he revealed, I want you to be not just Nicole, but Pastor Nicole. And all of a sudden, out came this anointed woman. But it took the building of the Lord to get there. We can't do it ourselves and go after something and not allow the Lord's input and direction and correction and redirection along the way, the Lord must be the builder. And the, and the option is, and the option is, if he's not the builder, or the symptom of that is, if he's not the builder, it will be an anxious toil. But when he's the builder, it'll be easy and light. Glory to God. Luke uh, chapter 14, 28, I just want to encourage you, Luke 14, 28, for which one of you when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it. So what are we doing today? What are, what are we doing here? We're calculating the cost of building. What is it going to take? What's the materials going to cost? And the cost is what we've gone over so far, uh, one through five. Uh, we must have an extreme reverence of the Lord. That's, that's a cost. Lord, I put you first. I seek you first. We must go after the wisdom of God. That's study by the Holy Spirit. That's allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you. That's time in the Word. That's time given us to God. We must submit ourselves to the ascension gifts, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We must give ourselves to the ascension gifts. That's going to cost your flesh. Your flesh, uh, these gifts, a pastor, a proper pastor is going to stretch you. He, he's going to bring out the gifts in you. He's going to challenge you, and your flesh is not going to like it. And you're going to have to say, but I want to be built more than I care about what my flesh thinks. Another cost is you're going to have to do it in love. There's going to be some things your flesh is going to want to do, and you're going to have to put on love. And the, and the other cost is, I'm going to have to let God build it. I can't control everything. I can't control all of this. I can't do all of this. So it's one of those things where you see, look, this is going to cost me, and I'm going to sit down. I know what it costs to build the house of my life. And I know, I know what it costs. Thank you, Lord. Let me make a note here. I know what it costs for God to build my life properly, and I'm willing to pay the price. I'm willing to let him build it. I'm willing uh, to do it in love. I'm willing to submit and be planted in a church. I'm, I'm willing uh, to go after wisdom, to do what it takes to go after wisdom. And I'm willing to put myself in the attitude of, Lord, you're first. I have an extreme reverence. What some people would even say is a, a fear of you. I, I revere you at the greatest, at heavenly levels. Lord, I'm willing to pay that cost and that 
that's how you'll step into building the house and you won't fall short. You won't stop in the middle of the process. You won't stop like stopping uh, building the tower because you didn't count the cost. No, you'll say, I have resolved to get it done. Let me read this verse, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Man, uh, Lord, thank you so much for what you're teaching us today. This is going to help so many people. And tomorrow, I want you to know, tomorrow we're going to be talking about how to be established and filled, how to be stable in our life and filled. We're going to be talking about that. Thank you, Lord, for what you're bringing out of this teaching. Like, he's giving me stuff even while we're sitting here talking about it. He's, he's pouring into me stuff I've never said before. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 through 22. It says, so then you will no longer be strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, and you are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Let me just say this. Every church needs a foundation of the apostles and prophets. Every church needs a foundation of the apostles and prophets. Uh, they need this. And, and if we don't have it, we won't be built correctly. If we don't have this foundation, there's a big move now like apostles and prophets. We don't need those anymore. We don't need evangelists anymore. We just need pastors and teachers. I bet pastors came up with that. And, uh, but what you, here's the thing. You can't throw out Scripture. We need the foundation of the apostles and prophets. This is not just talking about how the church began on the apostles and prophets, on the apostles of the New Testament and the prophets of the Old Testament. This is talking also about uh, an, um, a right now term, that we need those foundations in us now. We need the groundbreaking, hard line of the apostles. We need the, we need the uh, cutting straight to the core of something, the word of God, uh, where we're going of the prophets. Those things bring about the words in our life. They, they set the building materials in place. We need them in our life. Having been built on the foundation and the apostle, of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together and growing into a holy temple of the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into the dwelling of God in the Spirit. The sixth thing for building is that Christ must be the cornerstone. He must be the cornerstone. He is the Word made flesh. In other words, we need this Bible. We need this, we need this Bible. We need this cornerstone in our life. We, if we're going to be built together, we need the ascension gifts, but we need to be founded on this Word. Uh, that cornerstone is a foundation. We need that cornerstone of Christ. We need His ways. See, this book of the Bible shows us His ways, shows us His nature, shows us how to live, shows us what to be. We need that cornerstone in our life. We need to be well educated on the Word of God. And it says, verse 22, watch this, in whom you, let me just tell you, you, in whom you are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. In other words, God's going to build you to a place 
where God can abide in you all at all times. And he's talking about the church here, but he's also talking about us individually, where the presence of God will permeate everything that we do, every service on Sunday, every meeting of the body of the glorious church at a life group, or every person walking around will be filled with the presence and the glory of God. This is what God wants to build us to. And as we give ourselves to the building, this is what we will have. Watch this, Acts chapter 20, verse 32. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all those who are being sanctified. And that moves us into the establishing and uh, the stable and full life because his inheritance, now that he's built you into a house, I can make you stable and fill you up. Now I can give you the full inheritance, full inheritance. Now I can build you up and give you the full inheritance that I have for you. Glory to God. Have you gotten something out of this? Hallelujah. I, uh, I just want, you know, we tell you this each day, uh, but we, we sow this broadcast into the world for everybody that it may bless. And I hope it blessed a lot of people today. Uh, but we sow it in. We want to give it. We want to sow it. And, uh, but you have opportunity. You don't have to pay a thing for it. It is free to you. Uh, we want you to have it. Whether you ever give anything or not, we want you to have it. But I know that the Lord writes on people's heart and he says, I want you to be a part of this. And I want you to sow into this message because I want to build you. I want, I want to sow. I want to be partnered up with what's right and what they're doing. I want to be partnered up with the Lunch Plus broadcast. They're helping people. Truly, we get testimonies every every week where lives are being changed. And it is one of the most glorious, glorious things. And we love it. Thank you, Lord, that you allow us to be a part of that. And if you would like to sow today on Facebook, you can just type in the comments, hashtag donate, followed by the amount, or you can go to giveww.org. And at that giveww.org, you can actually go there and you can give one time or you can sow on a recurring basis. You can set that up. We love you so very much. We're praying for you. I just want to pray for you now concerning building and concerning sowing. And so, Lord, right now, Father, I just pray over this building. Lord, you are desiring to build up your church into the glorious church right now at this time. It's time for an awakening, and it's time for the glorious church. It's time for an awakening, and it's time for... For the glorious church. Father, thank you for what you're building right now. Lord, just say this with me. You may want to put it in the comments. Father, we yield to your building. We yield to your building right now. We yield to your building. Build us. We yield. We play our part. We bring our materials to the table that you've made us uh, aware of. We play our part, but we yield to your building right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We yield to your building. Let me just give you this, interrupt the prayer. We'll come back to it in just a second. So right now, in yielding to that building, what we want to do is set our heart, purpose our minds, purpose our lives to be in position to be built by God. That, that is the first thing.
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Lord, we purpose in our heart to yield to you and to esteem you on a heavenly level. We yield to you on a heavenly level. We esteem you on a heavenly level. Such a reverence. We reverence you so that people will mistake it for fear. And from this day forward, we will reverence you on that proper, holy level in Jesus' name. Uh, next thing is, we purpose in our heart to do what we need to do to get the wisdom of God. This whole week has been how to get the wisdom of God. If you didn't hear Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, go back and listen to it. I'm telling you how to get the wisdom of God. Now that you see how to get it, now I'm telling you what it's utilized for, to build you up. The Lord has given us these building blocks this week so we can build one thing on, the, on another. Thank you, Father, for your input. So get the wisdom of God. Purpose yourself to say, I will do what it takes to have the wisdom of God. And then the third thing is, I will plant myself in the house of God. And we have this great promise in Psalms 92, I think it's 13 and 14. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord flourish in the courts of heaven. In the middle of this building process, we don't want to just squeak by. We want a flourished build. We want a flourished building. And in order to do that, we have to plant ourselves. That means we give ourselves completely to a vision of the house of the Lord. We submit ourselves to the ascension gifts, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Uh, the fourth thing is, and that's something we need to set in our hearts. You know, they may say things to me I don't like, but I'm going to submit myself whether I like it or not in Jesus' name. I'm not talking about them doing complete immoral things. I'm talking about the things that challenge our flesh, which is a lot, especially if you find the right church. They're going to be challenging you and stretching you. The fourth thing, we give ourselves to the love of God. We, we're counting, Lord, from this day forward so that we might be built properly. We, we give ourselves to the love of God, to the love of God. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for showing us your love. And we're not building our own kingdom. We're building your kingdom. And we give ourselves. Love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. Love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. We give ourselves to think that way, to be that way, and to act that way. Five, Lord, we give ourselves to let you be the builder. We're not going to jump in the middle of our house being built, of our life being built, and take the controls. We give you the controls. We're not going to build it too fast. We're not going to build it too slow. We're going to give ourselves and you the control. We won't get fed up. Lord, if it seems like it's taking too long. Nope, you know what you're doing. But we're not going to sit back either. We're gonna, our job is to put faith in you and to go after you in these other areas as well. And you will build it. Six, Lord, we're going to make Christ the cornerstone. We're going to make Christ and his word the cornerstone of who we are and the cornerstone of our house, the cornerstone of our life. We're going to live by that word. We're going to study the word. We're going to know the, know the word. We're going to have an intimate fellowship with Christ. He will be the cornerstone of our lives. And Father, as we do this, Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, enhance the building. 
Oh, glory. I just see it right now. I see that many of you that are watching and listening to this, your house was only, only going to be able to be built a certain level till you heard this. But by hearing this, you just, by giving yourself to esteem the things of God, you opened up wisdom, and now your house is going to be at a different level. Lord, build those spiritual houses to the fullness that they can be built in Jesus' name. You, could, you were going to have this, but because you esteem esteem the things of God, now you're going to have this. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the building. Thank you, Lord, for the building in Jesus' name. Thank you for building us up. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the materials and showing us. Lord, you give to us every good and perfect gift. You're the one who brings the materials. You're the one who empowers us. You're the one who gives us the strength to even choose to go after you, to let you be the builder, to make Christ the cornerstone. You give us that ability, every good and perfect gift. Lord, we just praise you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. And, Father, every person that sows, uh, whether on, whether, wherever they sow and whatever time they sow, whether they're sowing live or it's in the archive, Lord, where, whenever they sow, let it be blessed in the name of Jesus, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give to their bosom. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you. We worship you. We give you all of the glory. And, Lord, bring a supernatural return, supernatural harvest quickly in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hey, I love you so much. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about having a full and filled life. How, all right, now we got the building up. It's protected. It protects what God wants to give us. Now we got the building up. We're talking about how to build today, but tomorrow we're going to talk about how to keep it up and how to fill it with every good thing. Glory to God. Barrett's going to wrap us up. Here she is. Say hello to her in the comments, and I'll talk to you soon. See you tomorrow. Yeah, say hi to me in the comments, guys. <laughs> I want to say hi to you. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for being on for Lunch Plus today. Did you receive from that? My gracious, I received from that. Like, I could you tell that the power of God was there when Pastor was praying? I could. Here in-house, Buddy and I both have our hands raised receiving. It was a good broadcast. Go back and share this broadcast again because you know people who need to hear it. And... You know, how many times did pastor say during that whole word that it's important to be submitted to one of the ascension gifts? You know, it's important to be planted in the house where God has called you. If you are searching for a church, you know, here's the thing. First of all, stop the searching. Ask the Lord. Lord, show me where you have called me to be planted. Show me where I will thrive. Show me your will for this. And as he shows it to you, Boomerang Church is a church where we would love to have you come if you feel the leading of the Lord. We're here in Albemarle, North Carolina on NC73. We're on Highway 73, 28594NC73, Albemarle, North Carolina. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. for our worship service. And if you throughout that message or throughout the week, hear the Lord speaking to you and say, you've got to get in a church somewhere and you don't know where to start, 
Come to Boomerang, even if it's not the place God has called you to come to. Like if this is not your final home, we will pray with you, believe with you, and ask the Lord for you where your place is. We've done that with many people who have come, and they haven't been a right fit for Boomerang, but we've been able to steer them to their right fit. So if you don't know where to start, come this Sunday at 10 a.m., and seek God and we'll be praying and believing with you. God has good things in store for those who work his word and follow in his ways. And we believe that this will be your best year yet in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. for another episode of Lunch Plus where you can learn how to have your life filled with the good things of God. We love you and we'll see you tomorrow.